1: Yes, yes. Welcome in to another edition of the Tim McKernan Show here on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I am your host, Tim McKernan, alongside videographer Nick Yale and executive producer John Seymour. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studio. So of all the interviews that we have done, uh, I would say, to date, this is the most random one. And actually, our mutual anxiety about the interview is is addressed in the interview. I left my house, uh, which, as noted often on both the radio show and the podcast, uh, is is only, uh, if I hit the stoplight at Manchester and Lindbergh, about a minute and a half away from the studios, um, if I don't hit the light, maybe three and a half minutes. The point being, get done with Ryan Kelly morning after, headed home, and then uh, and then came back up uh, to the HomeLoanExpert.com studios to do the interview with Learn of KC95. And I said to my wife, Anna Marie, I said, well, this is going to be interesting because I don't know anything about her outside of that she's on KC95, outside of one of the producers on the Ryan Kelly Morning After Iggy seems to be interested, would be a euphemism, infatuated, might be more on target, as that also is addressed over the course of this interview. Uh, And uh, we've never met. And I asked Iggy... In advance, because I couldn't find much on her, uh, and I like to research before the interviews uh, some some information, not questions per se, the questions, that's on me, but some information. And so I, w- I had some anxiety just because I'm like, God, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. I usually go about an hour on these things, and if I don't know somebody and that person doesn't know me, and her interest is in music, and my interest is in you know a potpourri of things that she's most likely not interested in, uh, ranging from sports to gambling to poker to uh, the, the wonderful world of the adult film community. All of these things, what are we going to talk about? Now I arrive in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and Iggy, God bless him, uh, had handwritten two pages worth of questions on Learn in between the time I got done with Ryan Kelly morning after, and I believe it was noon when we began the interview, and while appreciated, not expected, and over the course of the interview, you will hear Learn grab the sheets from me and go over the questions and get a little creeped out that Iggy had, had put that much work into it. I appreciate the spirit of the gesture was as pure as the driven snow, but when Learn became aware of it, uh, it, it made it a little, unfortunately, uncomfortable, but in a wonderful, wonderful way. I honestly don't really know what the hell we talked about in this interview. I think though you will be entertained. I know we talked about the broadcasting business. Uh, all kinds of things are going on in this thing, but I have to tell you, it was one of my, my one of my favorites, just because it was so fun and so random. I guess when you think about podcasts, like when people have return guests and they're not like the long form interviews, this is this probably fits more of the podcast style of show because it's two people just like bullshitting and not really having a point, which is what I do for three hours every day with Ryan Kelly morning after, but in this case usually I like have things I want to get to and with learn because the questions that Iggy had written out were grabbed away from me. I was flying blind. But I think I'd like to think that you are going to wind up enjoying this as we talk about her career at KC ninety five. Um, John Hewlett, who has been doing radio in St. Louis successfully for so long. Casey's history in St. Louis. I think you will be able to tell we wound up getting along, even though we had never met up until the moment I walked into the studios and she was already sitting here waiting for me because, as always, I am uh, on the Marvin Barnes game time is on time plan. So we thank the home expert dot com for being the sponsor of our studios on the program. Uh, and, and, and what Ryan Kelly and his staff do, even if they weren't sponsors, we'd be doing business with them. And that's because this is a company that gets it. They know what's most important to you, saving money and service, and they can do both and they do them well. The home loan expert makes this process easier than anyone in town. I talking with one of my friends who's a closer at a local title company, and I asked him about Ryan Kelly just because I've been doing business for a while. And I said, how's everything going? He tells me that the Home Loan Expert loans are the only loans that go to the table without any problems. All too often, borrowers get to the closing table, and the loan terms are not what they originally agreed upon. That should never happen. Give the Home Loan Expert a call and let him get your loan closed the right way the first time. Online at thehomeloanexpert.com. We thank all of our sponsors. James Carlton, State Farm Insurance Agency, Gateway Buick GMC, Triad Bank, and of course, the thehomeloanexpert.com. And the thehomeloanexpert.com studios is where learn of KC95 and I sat down and talked it over here on the Tim McKernan Show. So here's what I've been doing. I've been doing yoga. Now, is, yes. that, is that odd? You know, you like that. I I saw your yoga. eyes light up. Yeah. You like yoga. You, you do yoga.
0: I do it uh, sporadically. I do. I love hot yoga.
1: That's what I'm doing. Okay. Now. My wife and I go to hot yoga. I'm one of the only men in the, in yes. the studios now. Nick, the photographer, starts to laugh. Why are you? Why are you like? I, I can't trust anybody in this studio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can trust me today. You can trust learn. That's
1: who I can trust. <laughs> but I'm doing hot yoga because yes. I would work out and or play golf and get injured. How sad is that? Now I saw you smirk. I'm, I'm just I picking up reads it No, it's funny you hate <laughs> golf. But what, how bad is it if you're getting hurt? Playing golf, isn't that sad? It
0: is sad. Well, it's a hobby, you guys. It's not a sport. It's a hobby. Who are you and...
1: talking, I feel like you're talking to me and doing it passive aggressively by saying you guys.
0: Um, well, I, yes, it is crazy that you hurt yourself. What was it, like a back thing? Like you threw your back out? Shoulder. Okay. Yeah. That's the I mean, real it, thing. you got to swing a club, Yeah,
1: I but I mean, it's pretty sad. It's not a real... It one. is sad. Yeah, it's not yeah. like I'm playing football. So that's why I got into that combination of lifting weights and that. But then you're telling me you're doing CrossFit and I'm like, here I I'm I should be if we're going to use gender stereotypes. Uh-oh. I'm CrossFit guy, you're and yoga. I'm yoga. But unfortunately I'm yoga guy because I'm hurt playing golf. It's and you're in here. You're, yeah, it's yay, good. It's the rules
0: are reverse.
1: And you're like the gangster doing yes. CrossFit.
0: I'm like beefed up to the max. Yeah, I'm like way more in my upper body than I do, you know. Yeah. That's perfect. What do you get out of yoga though? What do you get out of
1: it? I have enjoyed it because I am learning about breathing, which is a dumb thing to say because it's like oh you're learning about breathing which you've been doing yeah. for 40 years right. but that and then also the stretching and I hope it doesn't lead to me getting injured this year which I feel like inevitably happens every other week at this point and I'm <laughs> so golf? sad now with oh. lifting okay like so you're at telling least... me about you're doing your you're holding the bar at mm-hmm. CrossFit I think it's then... called
0: toes toes bar or toes knees bar something. Okay. I can't remember the exact so you're title. hanging right I'm hanging
1: And then you lift your toes up to touch your... I mean, that's... You start there, and
0: obviously that's all upper core, right? And then uh, you have to swing your legs back to get some momentum to to touch your feet on the bar. All right. And it's intense, and you almost can fall off the bar and fall backwards. I would imagine. So
1: you're all doing this at the same time?
0: Yes. And everybody's doing a different level. Like, some people needed a box to step on. They didn't want to hang. I thought I was way more B.A. than I normally am. (laughs) Like So, you know... um, but, yeah, and it, that's the thing. I like so much. I mean, I'm not here to endorse. I don't have any this sort of is, endorsement not, this, with This is CrossFit. not a
1: subtle live
0: endorsement right, for I CrossFit. <laughs> I would love to trade out. No. Um, but it really, out of all of the things that I've done, like I used to have uh, gym memberships. I used to do personal training one-on-one. I've gone to like a smaller gym. Gen- you know, I've done everything, literally. Um, and to me, I need I need the attention of somebody to push me, and I need that competitive group environment to kind of fuel my workout. So. You get the one-on-one training because the trainers do watch you. The classes are usually small. Yeah. And then you have your own timing and your own abilities and you know your body and they trust that, but they also push you at the same time. So it really is such a tailored, autonomous, yet group workout. And I really, I just love that. It's so cool.
1: So what time do you go and do this?
0: I do this um, in the evenings now. Okay. And then, and so that it'll all be afternoon evenings because my, I can't do it before I go to
1: <laughs> That's what I would imagine because I was wondering... Your show is on six to ten. Six to ten All and right, then that's ten, right ten to one. Oh, that's right. You double shoot I it. I double shoot it. God. Yeah. Are, you, are you like, like I, could, I feel like with our show, because it's so mm-hmm. dumb, we could do like, if somebody said, hey, for charity, why don't you guys do ten hours? I'd be like, okay, we could do it. Right. You know, I would imagine you feel the same way. But, yeah. if, but doing four hours with John Hewlett and Carl. And mm-hmm. Carl. And then doing three by myself, by yourself, mm-hmm. that's a legit three hours by yourself. That's a legitimate that's a that's a legitimate work day. <laughs> Let
0: me put it to you this way, since we're talking, working out. But, the morning show is CrossFit. My midday show is yoga for me. It is where is, I that's
1: very analogous.
0: This where, is wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> it's it is. It is a rough, tough, fun show in the morning. That's just nonstop, you know, bullshitting with each right. other. And then my 10 to one show, I kick all the men out of the studio and You
1: have it by yourself. And
0: I stay in there. And I tell everybody to leave me (laughs) that and I feel that I connect on it because I'm sure people listen to my shows and how I am in the morning, which is more punched up and more witty. And then from 10 to 1, I am more like, let's just chill, get you through this work day and just listen to music. And like it's more it's not as much personality as it's music facts and like emotions like, hey, you know, when Tom Petty passed away, it was just like, can't believe it. You know, here's the breakdown, like connecting on a musical level and a preference with people there. Um, And I think I'm really blessed to have both types of shows because, I, you know, people aren't just one streamline of personality. We all have different facets to us. Um, And so I can really highlight both my uh, sarcastic, uh, (laughs) um, I don't even know what you call it in the morning, female side. And then in my midday show, it is like a not—I'm just— I'm just me, just chilled, and um, and just whatever is going on, I talk about it, and it's more just connecting with the audience rather than connecting with John and Carl yeah. and being in that studio. Yeah, I
1: see. I follow you on that. So if you're if you're doing the show from 6 to 10, mm-hmm. what time are you getting up?
0: Well, that's what um, is so funny. So most people have, like, a scripted show where they have, like, a very pre-produced show. Um, like, like, I talked to Rizzuto. Yes, and they get there at, like, 3 in the morning. I
1: know. When three he days. told me that, I'm like, oh, my God. He goes, dude, I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't, right. whereas with us... Seymour, who is the producer of the morning show, I roll in here, and this might make you nauseous outside oh. of the golf injury thing, which is already <laughs> added to my yeah, list just of nausea. To your list. I walk in here, the show starts, I walk in, at 7.05 to 7.07 every day, and I've been doing this for 15 years, and I have no idea why I do I live two minutes from here. Yeah. I'm up at 5. I have no excuse, but I do it that way, because I like to come in, the mic goes on, and I just like to go, and I have no idea what my reason is. You're
0: very lucky. I guess. It's odd. You're like the U-man during Cardinals baseball season. And I would imagine, because what time? I mean, he's going to bed at 12.30, maybe? Well, especially if they go into extra innings. Oh. Like, John, and we all text, you know, like, and we understand. I mean, he's he just turned 61 on Monday, and he's still, like, the most incredible human being. Like he has three daughters, he makes all of their events. He doesn't skimp out on his family or his friends. And then he does has this great career with the Cardinals where he has to be at those ball games. You know, otherwise it's not a true Cardinals game if you don't hear his That's voice. Right. And then he comes in for our stupid show and it's like, yeah. you know, I, I feel like he there will be days where he rolls in at five fifty nine, the mic just like you, the yeah. mics go on and he's just got it. Yeah. And he can do both. He can get there at five, five thirty and prep and do all that stuff. It doesn't matter anyway. Cause we're all going to throw that out the minute we go on the air.
1: <laughs> I know the feeling,
0: but you know, it's very similar. I get there at five thirty, and that's enough for me. I have things uh, pre-done because during my midday show, I'm working on things for the next day. Um, so we five thirty is when we all collectively get there. And then depending on how much stuff we need to do that day, that's, you know, we might get there earlier, but like I said, our, our show is not scripted except for news. And, um, we just are an organic, ridiculous That's rock show. Isn't that the best? Though? It is the best.
1: So, yeah. how many songs an hour do you play? Is it is it set?
0: It is. Um, well, it, but it moves. So, like uh, for instance, like in the morning show, we probably play six songs. I want to say, and then in my show, I probably play like more like ten. All
1: right. Mm. So, do you like having to play songs, or would you prefer to be able to?
0: Have more time.
1: Exactly. To personate. Exactly. I
0: would have more. I would love to have more time to be a personality. Yeah. I, and wouldn't we all, though? That's kind of what we. Right. You know, well, I didn't I saw, write those songs.
1: I saw Tim Convey. Uh, I was telling Lux this. I saw Tim Convey because they were working together at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't even know you were getting into radio, man. Yeah. And he had just moved back. It was at Artie Lang show uh, in March. So nearly a year ago. And he, I said, "How do you like it?" He goes, "Oh, I'm playing a lot of Bieber and a lot of you know." <laughs> oh, you like, have that look on your oh. face. Oh, it makes you sick, especially when you're K. She. Well,
0: hey, I like some. Good, I like uh, Halsey. I'm into her right you're into now. Her. I love Lady Gaga. You know, I can get into it, but the Bieber, I can't. You can't yeah.
1: get into that. Hey, who else is it? Uh, God, Bruno Mars. That's love. What said. Bruno Mars. You like Bruno yeah. Mars? All right, but he said it's every like. And he goes, "I want to be able to because he's used to doing comedy shows, sure. and then you got to go in, and you got to go out." and he was working with Lux, and so they're trying to find their rhythm. Yeah. oh my God, I didn't realize how quick I'd have to be, and that was the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, God, I think if I were at a music station after having, like, we do our segments. Mm -hmm. I grew up on Howard Stern. Me too. Did
0: you really? Mm -hmm. I love Howard. Really? Really? Even to this day, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the, the best then, if you... Love Stern, as we both do, were like the hour segments or longer.
0: The interviews for me are what is just... The
1: Serious On Demand ad is the greatest thing ever, man. I
0: only have it because I get my monthly subscriptions in my Malibu, my 09 Malibu sometimes. So I only do the free ones, but whenever I was driving some new cars for a car car dealership I was uh, talking about... I would just turn on Stern and just learn so much more. He is the best interviewer Isn't he? of all time. Yes.
1: Yes. So, w- when did you start listening?
0: Uh, the 90s, when he was on the point. Yes. If you yeah, that.
1: I do. I do. Yeah. Where'd you grow up? I honestly have no idea. Somebody told me Columbia, Illinois. Yes. Okay, it's good now. I
0: moved there in uh, when I was 13. So, I'm originally from near Carbondale, Illinois. All right. That's yeah. where I was born. And then uh, my mom remarried. And so, we moved to Columbia.
1: I like that Columbia, Illinois. Isn't it nice? I really do. It's a good little town. I, I, like, if somebody said, what's your favorite little town? in Saint, the St. Louis area, I'd say, God, let me think about it. I'd say, I think I like Columbia, Illinois. I would just go over there and play golf. Yeah. It's not like I really know. Once again, it's golf. So, of
0: course,
1: yep. it's a, another sore They have more stuff
0: over there than, than just than golf. golf. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what else do I do over there? I don't know. You there, eat? The Lantern was some restaurant. The Lantern. That was on the, you know, oh, like, I do. <laughs> was it still there? No. It's oh, a di- I think it's, it's
0: called something. The building is still there, but yeah. I believe it's a different ownership. We would go
1: over there and play Triple Lakes golf course. And then my uncle would go, oh, that lantern, that's good, Timmy. And I'd go, that looks like a...
0: All the old people ate at the lantern, (laughs) including me. I was there. I was like, I'm (laughs) hanging out with these grandmas. Yeah. Because
1: I love the lantern. I
0: love the lantern. (laughs) Take potatoes. So
1: now you are... In the St. Louis area. Yes. Not that Columbia, Illinois, of course, is not, but like on the Missouri side. Yes,
0: I've been right. over here um, since I moved. I got, I graduated in December 2007 from Illinois State, and so I came home, Redbirds. got my gig. Yes, the Redbirds. <laughs> got my gig uh, on Casey. I was an intern, even though I didn't need the credit. And then, um, oh, wait, recession happened where everybody lost their jobs, and I was just Fortunate enough to say I can do anything, and you know, and then that kind of got me my job part time. Because and you're coming up on time.
1: ten years with the new yeah. man, correct?
0: Yeah, t- well, t- it was six years today with John, but I've been at the station for ten, 10 this years.
1: Year. That's mm-hmm. impressive, man. Thanks. There's a bunch of stability over at Emmis. I don't there think is. you guys appreciate the stability you have because <laughs> I'm like a gypsy. I've been at 30 different radio stations. Wow, though. It's nuts. Do you, it, it,
0: would you have preferred to... Like, the U-man's going to be 42 at one station this I mean, that's the same. But I, I,
1: I talked with Dave Glover. And he's like, yeah, but then my stability, I just kind of do my thing. He goes, you've become an entrepreneur because you... Ha-. And I go, yeah, but I had to. Right. I did. I do it out of necessity. I envy I envy you. I want you to become envy. <gasps> Thank you. I envy you. <laughs> so because I you, envy you. <laughs> what I do you want to about me? I like your beard. No, <laughs> you, know, you like my beard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could grow a beard like
1: that. <laughs> well, I mean, Glover's been there for like 17, 18 years. Yeah. You just mentioned John Hewlett's been there. 42, is 42 that 42 this is? year. Oh, my this God. May. You, 10 years... Lux is what? 11 this year. 11. Rizzuto's been there since '04, if I'm not mistaken. So? Mm-hmm. Jeff Burton's been... I feel like I'm going to miss somebody, and then it's going to feel... Yeah,
0: you better stop. I know.
1: Like <laughs> I worked with Jamie Allman when I was at Channel 4. He's been there for a good long while, yeah. I think.
0: And I think that that's the culture at MS. Like, I mean, I, and we are. We're spoiled rotten. Like, I, I came from... John
1: Beck's, like, the greatest dude. I love Tommy. He's the sweetest man.
0: And Tommy Matter is Becky's the coolest. Great. Rick Bayless is, yes. has been in this business for a thousand years, and he's like the... Tommy's, like, in my eyes... Tommy Mattern, is, he is kind of on the cusp of whatever is happening now. But if you want to talk about, like, knowing a radio from, like, the 70s and just the, the romance of radio, Rick Bayless is, like, the guy that yeah. just remembers and has been in it for so long. And so it's a great dynamic, I think, over there. And John Beck's been over there with Bayless for so long. So I, I think that the longevity of some of the relationships in the building, and we've lost a lot of amazing people, too, throughout the years. Right. Um, but I think that the, those of us who are lucky enough in this moment to, to still have a job over there, I mean, we don't rest on our laurels, trust me. Like, I, I figure every year I could be let go if I don't keep my, keep my ratings up, which I have, so that's good. You but. guys have
1: incredible ratings. Yeah,
0: we're kicking ass. Yeah,
1: we have no ratings. We good have no you. idea.
0: <laughs> no, what, well, but let me ask you this. Like, what does that mean, like, no ratings? I mean, you obviously do have ratings.
1: No, we don't. Because you're real. We for real don't. You have well, zero ratings? will we, well, because the station, I believe is so small, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, that we don't even subscribe to Nielsen. Oh, so do you like that? Would well, you... I mean, we give a return on investment for our clients, which is really what ratings are supposed to measure anyway, right. where to buy advertising. So that's great, but it would be nice because right now people are like, yeah, I know that show's popular, but you guys don't even show up. So the people who follow ratings go, well, you don't get any ratings. And it's like, right. well, if you put the show on like, pick whichever FM. I think it would probably get ratings it would. But because it's on where it is. So I've never had to worry about ratings. Like That's... occasionally like I'll talk with people and they're like, yeah, I gotta keep the ratings up. And I'm like, ah, oh, who was telling me I, I don't know who it was. Somebody was bitching about the probably Frank Opinion actually. Yeah. Bitching about the rating system. <laughs> like how it's like a thousand people meters for like the three point yes. two I mean, how much variance is that? Oh. I
0: hate that. I yeah. remember learning about it at ISU and, you know, the portable people meter versus the diary. But, it, you know, it's qu- quantitative versus qualitative, right? So qualitative was the diary. People love Casey. I listen to it every day. But they really weren't. They were only listening to it like 50% of the time. Now those, you know, thousand people with meters, we know if they're listening because it picks up. And, you know, I don't know. I We are kicking a lot of butt with it. But I, I really feel like. Um, it does make you more nervous having that uh, that anticipation, like every month, yeah, like oh my god, I like can't who imagine. am I not beating now? Especially,
1: it's like you might have had a great month of shows, mm-hmm. but just because the people meters went in the wrong hands, right. so to speak, or they switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, then somebody pulls you in and goes, hey, we got to do something and different. Who
0: are those people? I have no idea who are they for I don't real. Know. I mean, like they're if 18 somebody to, one to 54. Me, I'd be like, I'm not
1: doing that shit. Right. I remember <laughs> when we remember like the Arbitron things. Like, yes. you were sent five dollars in cash. Yeah. And it was a diary. Yes, oh and you marked yeah, it, you'd it write up and it, out. it in. And- most antiquated damn thing ever. I know. But you guys, for the record, so people know. I think, number one in the market, if I'm not mistaken. KC's number one. Either way, we it's are, been for the last couple of years near it. Yes.
0: Well, after we kicked Bob and Tom out and went to a local live morning show, they that were happen? syndicated. That was 2012. All right. Um, and they were like 17th. They were way down. And John and I, over the course of just like the first couple of years, we started bringing KC back in mornings and, and really started getting people to invest again and to um just to have like a morning show that was St. Louis-based and that was KC-based. And right. so. And we've been bringing it back ever since, and I think that um, the last few years, and especially with our 50th last year, it was just a killer year for us, and we were number one. But we share this with the Rizzuto show. Um, our demographics are very similar, and so if you probably asked Riz, he would say, we were the number one show in all of St. Louis, number one station. And so um, I really just take what my boss gives to me, and we've been number one. Great. Right. Just take it and... I can work here for another month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've been there 10 years. Did you start? Now, what, how did you start? So you're an intern and they said, hey, we'll put you on the air? Is no, that no, no, really no. There had oh, to I be would. a process.
0: Oh, yeah. The process was driving Rick Bayless crazy.
1: Rick Bayless program director. Yes, is that
0: correct? That's it's right. Casey, all right. And so um, I started in 2008 and I went in through the promotion. Actually, John, he, he didn't, had no idea who I was. I sent him an email because we had a family, a mutual family friend. And uh, I told John, here's my cover letter, my resume. I'm fresh out of college. I'm super eager to get in the building. Like, this is how great I am. Here's my air text. The most professional email that's ever been sent to him ever. And <laughs> amazingly enough, that he email, or he read it, emailed me back, and then sent it on to our promotions department, which was a guy named Darren Caton and Tony Boozy. So like John Beck or John Hewlett? John Hewlett, I'm okay, sorry. All right. And so John is... Completely the reason, I mean, I'll just say it recorded here that I have everything that I have in my life right now. Like, if he would have not read that email, passed it on, who knows if I would have gotten yeah. a gig there. But what was incredible is I went from, you know, interning for the promotions department to working for the promotions department. And then people kept moving around. And then I was like full time promotions and I kept driving Bayless and crazy saying, here's my air check, my demo. Like, tell me what's wrong with it. And then after he gave me a Sunday program from like, I don't even remember, 10 to 1, I think, or 10 to 4.
1: Are we talking 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. All right, good.
0: And uh, he goes, here, just have this and just, you know, shut up. (laughs) And so so I had my Sunday show, which was nothing. Nobody cares about that show. And then, um, uh, or no, it was 1 to, gosh, because the classic show, sorry, now I'm thinking about this, classic show's over at noon. So it was 1 to 3. That's what it was. Two hours on Sunday. Two hours on Sunday. Hardly anything. (laughs) And I... I, you know, just did my best and I thought it was so cool. And and then 2012, well, 2011 comes around and uh, Bayless pulls John and I into his office and he said, we're going to get, we're going to take Bob and Tom off the air next year. We want you two to do mornings. And so, wow, I what had, a moment. It was. And it was insane. And you're a huge sports fan and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So John is like the epitome of Cardinals baseball to some people. Oh, like, yeah. you know, that voice, is. that voice is iconic. I know John, you know, those Four years from 2008 to 2012 as a promotions assistant and a promotions director. To I knew him on a fine basis, but I didn't know him inside that studio. And so I remember going over to my then-boyfriend, now-husband's house and crying my eyes out because I thought Emmys was setting me up to fail. Like, they wanted to kick me out because I thought there's no way that this is going to work. Did you have work. a contract? No, no, no. So
1: then they could have just... Well, they they whacked you. They
0: could have just, yeah, we'll see how it goes, you know, right. side piece chick and then <laughs> kick her out. Well, um, Rick Bayless saw something that I was too naive and too green to see. And and he saw that John being this, you know, veteran in the business and me being this newcomer in the business with similar personality traits and, you know, neuroses, <laughs> put us together to see what happens. And it really did spawn this, like, amazing friendship and just organic, beautiful show. that You know, I love him. I love him to death. You
1: guys seem so close. That seems like a real, real thing. But you can't do a show where you're just kind of riffing. Right. Which is, you know, what I feel like Stern and Robin and Artie would do where they just riff if you don't get along.
0: Right. People can tell. Yes. You know, there's morning shows in St. Louis now in my opinion that you can tell there's one person in the show that nobody else like. Name
1: names. Why not name I don't want to name, name any
0: names. But let's just say I can listen to him on my way into work.
1: Wow. Now I got to start digging yeah. through. Because well, I'm still not in the studio, so it can't yeah, be you me. Can it. You know, yeah, you When you're listen. rising up, <laughs> right. John's doing everything for you. Oh, yep.
0: cut out of that. <laughs> that. So yeah, it was a, it's a beautiful thing. And um, I'm, I'm just very... Gra- I have so much gratitude like in my soul and uh, for being here. And who knows how long the show will go on. We're celebrating six years. It could go to 10. I don't know how much longer John wants to be on the radio, Everybody asks me that. I don't know, yeah. so I'll just put that out there so now.
1: Forty-two years. I'm doing the math. He started when he was 19. Yeah.
0: Wow. Still in high school, I think. Yeah. Wow. Deberg,
1: if I'm not mistaken. Deberg. Yeah. yeah. I grew up in South I know City. everything.
0: Like, ask me anything, and I can answer you're gonna, it. You can rattle That's it how, off.
1: Forty-two yeah. years, and and so I'm curious on this because I asked Lux this, and I, and I could be wrong on this, but it seems like in St. Louis, unless I'm mistaken, like when I'm thinking of female radio personalities, mm-hmm. it's. Kind of the two of you? Am I missing somebody? Um, and if I am, of course, I'm not doing I'm just doing this yeah, off the top of my head. Well
0: Woody uh, syndicates in from LA and he has Ray V. Right. Um and then yeah, and well and then there's the chicks over at Y ninety eight for their morning program. Okay. And then there's the chick at the arch, I know with the two boys, I think still, with Spencer. Um so yeah, there it's it's more than just us. I think that there's a lot of females that have big names. Um and I don't know, though. I I mean, I don't hear I don't hear about myself as often as I hope to. But, you know, I hope that I'm making a good I hope that that's the case where they just think it's Lux and me.
1: Well, I, I, (laughs) I, 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 I was asking people, I said, now, who else would it be? And they're like, God, I don't really know. Uh, I guess if you want to include, like, if you want to go to news talk, then you have some personalities. Yes, you know at Camel X.
0: And are you talking specifically mornings? Because then I'm thinking afternoons we have like no, Christine talk- over at Now 96.3, who's a huge radio vet. She's right. been in the business for a long time. I,
1: I, and I mean, there's a number of people doing it, but I mean, I feel like you and, and Lux have kind of made your mark. You both happen well, to be under you. the MS umbrella. Mm. Yeah. So then, then I wonder. Why do you think that is? If if, if my supposition is correct, you, I like that, that you, that, supposition. you like that. You like that. You like that. You like that.
0: Like that word. <laughs> supposition. If
1: my, if my hypothesis is correct, why why do you think that is that there aren't more women in radio?
0: I don't know. I wish it was something as simple as like oh we Facebook a lot. Like I wish that that was it. But I. I don't know. I think that, um, I think Lux is, her brand is huge. I, I, she, in my, I mean, she has so many followers. Like, you know, people just love her. When she left the point, people were devastated. Yeah. They were so I upset. I was stunned
1: by that. I was, I was as well.
0: Um, because she, to me, is like, I don't know. She's the queen over there. You know, she kind of started it and then like McKenna came in. There's been so many fantastic women, um, since Lux has kind of built it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what it is about me specifically. I think that, um, I don't know. I just, I'm like no BS, you know, like I, I take care of myself and I promote a healthy lifestyle and I'm opinionated and I... So you
1: talk about that on the air?
0: Oh, yeah. Really? Like, yeah. I, I'm all, like, we're do, like today, I mean, for 17 days now, I've been 10 grams of sugar in under a day.
1: Wow. And oh, you really? Mind. nightmare. It's, you use the MyFitnessPal
0: app? <laughs> I used to have it. I don't use it well, anymore. Is it becoming
1: better now? You're kind of no, down at I don't and be use like, not oh, use MyFitnessPal. What an ass. I probably need to
0: get it. I need to, I need something to help control me because well, if, if I see a process, donut, I'm going mean, to it. Just
1: download. it's a I know. Why aren't you doing it?
0: I used to do it. Okay.
1: I have a Fitbit, but you're clearly doing something because you're tracking your sugars.
0: I well, I'm reading everything. So uh-huh. and I'm like, like today we had cake in the building. I'm like, there's no way I can have cake.
1: There are donuts out here every morning. I know. Fortunately, I'm not even tempted though. Oh, are you see, tempted
0: by that? Oh my god, sweets all the way really? forever to the moon. I don't know,
1: somehow I'm not tempted by. I'm lucky that. I'm are you at. a
0: salt fiend? Not
1: really. I get. I eat, these eat metabolic meals. No, I eat. What do you mean? I don't eat. <laughs>
0: anything and you're like my husband he, he wishes that there was a pill he could take to give him all of the nutrients for the day and then
1: he, be done he hates so you, the know, act this of eating. Is, you guys are super as a couple super healthy i gather
0: yes we are has very this has been conscious.
1: going on for because you've been together for a while i gather yeah since you cited a what when you started there yes
0: yeah, so i've tim and i have been together this is our um eighth year together as a couple and our will be our fourth year married all right so um yeah tim tim eats i mean i'm, a, I'm the cook in the house like i love cooking and um I cook very healthy. We have pretty much like a Mediterranean meal plan at our house. I don't eat red meat. He doesn't eat red meat because I don't make it. Um, So, yeah, he's he's healthy because of what I eat, he eats. But then also uh, recently we had kind of a a personal matter that kind of shook our cores where we were like, we need to really start taking excellent care of our bodies um, just to kind of make sure we are the healthiest we can be with, you know, right. without having control of everything. Yeah,
1: I had that happen. Yeah. I, a, I, I was told I had cancer. Oh, my gosh. In 2012. So for a week, I thought I had lymphoma. And then then I went and I didn't know that you couldn't diagnose cancer just by I a, a CT scan, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I had a mediastinoscopy, which is, I don't know if uh. you can see the scar here. Uh -uh. Um, It's been five, six years now. And then they said, oh, you don't, you don't, which was the greatest phone call you could ever imagine. So once you have that happen, even though I was so lucky that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, uh, then you kind of go, oh, what can I do to make sure that I you know, can, put myself in the best position yeah. possible so I can relate to, right. you know, what you're talking about. Is that about. how
0: you started your healthy lifestyle? I was then? always
1: conscious of it, but I, like I said, I read this book two years ago and I'm like, oh, this is pretty easy. And mm. I mean, easy, I guess, if you can discipline, but, and then this app, I mean, it's such a game changer it's a to Great be able app. To enter in your food and then go, okay, now I know what the calories were, what mm-hmm. the proteins, carbs and fats, and then you kind of know and it's Kind of easy, you know? I mean, I I say easy, and I'm sure some people are like, oh, fuck you for saying it's easy. (laughs) Because some people, it's hard. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's an autonomous thing. But I think a lot of people get misinformation, like, oh, it's low fat, so it's fine, or oh, it's diet soda, so it's fine. Right. And I don't want to be like the guy to go, well, it's not, because it's like, if you want to ask me, as if I'm like some physical specimen, you know? Right. But if you want to ask me, I can tell you. Exactly. From learning about it, it's like, it's there if you want to. And so I get this meal service called Metabolic Meals. Heard of it. Yeah, and I love it. My old trainer, he started it. And so
0: you don't cook?
1: No, my you, wife barely cooks, and I just press my, I put my. I know it's, yeah, it's pretty high end. <laughs> yeah, see now you're envious still. I'm still envious, man. Yeah, that beard, beard and that those beard, meals. All the beard. <laughs> God, it's, here it's time to reheat my metabolic meals. Let's have dinner, sweetheart. So, you know,
0: but that's cool. I mean, it, and I don't care. I mean, I'm not like a snob. Like people look at me and go, Oh my God, like I don't have time to cook. Fine, I don't give a shit. Like yeah, you know,
1: but you're doing seven hours of radio, then you come home and you cook for your husband, yeah. and then you go do CrossFit.
0: Yeah. And we have a cat now. We just had a cat. We just had a cat. It's a big deal. Um, we just had a
1: cat. She's the best. You just got a cat.
0: She, no, she did. She just. My aunt found her in Mascuda, Illinois, and she wasn't going anywhere. She was like a four-month-old kitten, no chip, no. They took her around. Is anybody missing a cat? I went over there. She like jumped up in my lap, and then I was like, oh, let wow, take perfect. you home." Yeah, I, I want to say that like she's like somebody I know reincarnated. Like it has th- to th- be. You think
1: that's what it is. Does, does Tim like the, the cat? Tim loves the cat. Does he? Yeah, he
0: was more pro cat than pro dog because I used to. I'm very pro dog. I'm allergic to cats. Are you? Don't come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> <He invites laughs>
1: off the table for the meal. I cook my own meals, and I have a cat. You're not coming I'm, over. I'm out. <laughs> Uh So, so you, but do you were you consciously at Illinois State wanting to get into radio? Was oh that yeah. Like, wow, that's so. Like well, I got into radio by. I went to, well, I went to the journalism school at Missouri, but that was a mistake too because I wanted to be the Cardinal broadcaster, just like almost every other guy in St. Louis. Yeah, and of course I can do it. I'm thinking nobody was like I'm so self-important. I'm such a pervert that they would never hire what? me. They would never hire me. Please. They would destroy their brand. They so couldn't. many
0: perverts are probably over there. You <laughs> yeah, don't even. You don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm very
1: open with my perversion. Oh. <laughs> they, could, they couldn't possibly be boycotts. But so I'm in journalism school. And on the first day of journalism school at Missouri, the guy who had they looked like Santa Claus, mm-hmm. Don Ranley, Professor Ranley, he said, "Now this is here for news. Any of you people who want to do sports, I suggest you get up and go over to the communication like, school." Bye. Oh my. Oh my God. And you got to go through two years of undergrad to get into the journalism school. Yeah. There, so I'm like, I just wasted two years and I'm in the wrong damn school. So next thing I know, I'm anchoring news and sports on television, which I had zero interest in. Right. And then when I was doing two years of KMOV here, KFNS, the station called me and said, hey, would you like to do radio? And I'm like, oh, and then I did radio. I'm like, this is so much more fun than reading off a teleprompter and ad-libbing over highlights. I love it. So it was an accident. Yeah. But you sat there as a, as a young lady, and said, I want to get into radio. Well,
0: this is what actually happened, and I tell this story to everybody who asks. I was over at Southwestern Illinois College getting my undergrads, just gen eds, out of the way, and at that point, I'd done journalism in high school, and I was into Rolling Stone. I thought I was going to be a writer, and... Um, I was well on my way to do that. I took a journalism class over there with this woman who literally made us write obituaries the entire class. Fun. I was depressed. <laughs> I was like, this is hell. And then I was dating this guy and we went to Indiana and I was in the back of his, his mom. We went to visit his mom and I'm in a Best Buy parking lot. I had just bought the No Doubt box set.
1: 1995.
0: No, this was like 2004. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's back it up. I'm only 33. No, I All right. they came out in
1: 95. Oh, they did. Yes. Yes. This I is was a trying box set. I was trying to impress you. You are
0: very impressive. And then
1: I totally fucked it up by making it sound like you were my age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? 40? 41. That's my age. <laughs> no. Okay. Best Buy parking lot. Best, or I'm sorry, no doubt box set. Kyle and his mom are talking. And she's like, he worked at a gas station. And he wasn't really doing much with his life at that time. And she's trying to get him to like, you should go to college and you love music. You should be in radio. And literally, because I, I was thinking I was going to be a forensic psychologist wow. before, like after the journalism thing kind of went away, I thought, I'm going to, I love psychology. I'll do that. My ears literally like perked up in the back of this car. I got rid of the boyfriend. I was like, I'm going to school and I'm going to be a radio personality. Oh my God. And my mom was like. No, (laughs) don't do that. And I'm like, no, I'm doing it. Let's go. And I got it. You know, I had terrible grades in high school, but college, I did well. I transferred all my stuff up to Illinois State. I was up there for like two years. Yeah, is that
1: a good communication it's school? It's the best communication really? school. For There's, some reason, I feel like I've heard that.
0: We won a ton of awards in Illinois. They just kill it. It's a station called WZND. It's a student-run radio station. It's completely set up like a normal station. They have directors. You you know, I was a program director my last semester, my last year there. Um, I flipped the campus station. I was so into it. I had, a, I had 30 jocks that I had to like boss around that i loved and it was just so much fun and i thought i'm gonna be a program director but i gotta do the on-air part first because like you know that's kind of how things go and so anyway i get out of school and i'd won tons of awards in college and i did really well and i thought i'm getting out in december before the may crowd of graduates i'm like everybody's gonna want this girl Got into St. Louis, applied for a board hopping position at KZK. Oh my! Interviewed, oh. didn't get it. Oh God! Oh, and I go, I am in. I'm going to live with my mom for the rest of my life. <laughs> so then I started becoming a barista at this little coffee shop that was in Columbia that just opened, and I was getting up at like 4 a.m. and making people coffee. And I would tell everybody that would come in to get coffee, I'm like, I'm going to work in radio, and they were like fun yeah, look at this sweet girl just make my latte yeah. shut up. And so anyway, what's so funny is I ended up the letter to John Euwlett happened. I got in. I was still working as a barista, getting off at noon, showering, going to Cay, working there for however long. then I got a job at the old rock house as their promotions no, assistant. No, no. and so I would do that after my job at Kate. I mean it was like a three-tiered hell fest of awesome, you know, and you're 21 right. so you can do it and um and I worked my ass off, moved out. Department, an apartment and then everything just kind of fell into place. And I'm, I'm so fortunate that hard work and also timing and luck all played into it.
1: And you called your shot. I tip my cap like you want to do radio. Yeah. I don't feel like that's 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 so uncommon. Really? And yeah, I really do. And I, I, mean, I, I love it. If I go back and be like, God, I don't know what the hell I would have been taught at Missouri to do what we do. Yeah. Because we really don't talk sports. I mean, it's like 50% I don't even know if it's 50% sports it's like 80%
0: is it guy n- talk all, only you think
1: I don't it's random it's like sati- it's almost like satirical making fun of sports talk radio That's unintentionally awesome. so it's like the daily show making fun of
0: like a I need to listen well you're on at the same I, time I worry but see I'm so not into sports so when I see like the fan I'm kinda and not dudes really, uh, and no, you're all no, no, like I know. you tweet about like all the sports I'm like this I I'm pro- I like you as a person absolutely <laughs> but I'm like this is I'm not gonna know like what you know prongers do- I don't know what's happening no, like I- I- and you're still Just, you a
1: know, I, I, he, he's been retired for like ten. See, I don't but, even know. But 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 that's the thing. I I'm not into it either. Like if somebody said, okay, you got to you all you got to do is talk sports, I go, oh, I'm out. I can't right. do it anymore. Yes, because I'm bored by it.
0: What do you want to do then with your life? I like this. Oh, okay, I like good. doing.
1: I like I like doing the pod. <laughs> I love hosting the show. It's been going on for a while, but talking sports kind of. It's bored overdone. Me. Yeah, I can I, I, I can't. I can't feign. Enthusiasm over like a, like the Blues played last night and I'm happy they won. Yeah. Wonderful. That's a wonderful thing, Learn. But. If they lost, I'd be fine. Now, when I was like 21, if the Cardinals lost a game, I would be upset about it. And I'm embarrassed about that. But that's real. And I don't know what happened, but I don't have that. And then there's some sports talk guys, or you see guys on ESPN or Fox Sports 1, and they're screaming about what what a 20-year-old did with a basketball, and I just can't get there. And I don't really want to get there What do you scream about? When I know people are being dishonest, I suppose, yes. and then representing it as truth. Yes. And then it frames a narrative that it's tough to bring back to the uh, the centerpiece, I suppose. I can latch
0: onto that. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah, that's where I am. Okay. So I'm kind of more in that. And that's and I love I probably love doing this for the same reason perhaps you got into radio, which is Howard Stern, because I love the interviews. I do too. And the only thing I miss from doing T V was I would do these long form interviews mm-hmm. because we had an hour long show on Sunday nights. And they would let me play like 10 minutes of the interview, and I loved that, but I hated the rest of doing TV. It didn't pay that well, contrary yeah. to what people would think. When you
0: have to, like, worry about how you look, and yeah. everybody always asks me, they're like, I how couldn't grow this beard do... if
1: I did TV. No, they would be like, that, that needs to go,
0: and then my envy would be gone. <laughs> yeah, then
1: there'd be nothing left of, <laughs> <laughs> to be envious about. So, did you like like Stern? Did you like Robin? Did you identify with I love them all. Okay. I love
0: Fred. I love... Um, I identified... I I just love Howard. Like I don't think I could ever be Howard. Like that's not how I look at him. I look at him as like a like a like a demigod. Like I, I look at him and I go, this is a guy who I just care for so much. I've never met. I hear he's an asshole. You oh do really? Meet him. Well, like I've had some people that have met him, and I've heard he's like super nice. Okay, I hope he is. If yeah. I ever meet him and he's an asshole to me, I'm going to just.
1: Joe Buck, do you know Joe? Yes. Okay. He was on. not Joe's too long been on ago. a couple times, and yeah. for Joe, which but would be similar butts. to us. But they weren't initially. Oh, okay. So, God, it was uh, maybe like a year and a half ago, and Joe had his book coming out. Mm-hmm. And he was in New York. He's always calling Giants and Jets games or maybe Mets, Yankees, whatever it was. He was in New York. It was like October. And uh, I saw maybe like the Stern account tweet out that he was going to be on. I'm like, oh, my God. I text him. I go, dude, you're going to be on Stern. Incredible. He goes, the wrap-up show. Howard hates. Yeah, exactly. See, that facial expression. Up show. I don't listen to the wrap-up yeah, show. Yeah, because it's not
0: Howard. You're right.
1: And he goes, Howard hates sports, so I won't be on. I'm like, oh, sorry. God, it's like you're getting so close because yeah. he loves him, too. Right. So then, like, two months later, he tweets out greatest day of my life, and it's a picture of Howard and Joe. And he actually was on the main show and yes. it went so well because Joe talked about his book, which isn't hardcore sports at all his mm-hmm. life and the hair transplants and the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got that going on over at KG Two. You man's got his. Oh, did he really? Oh yeah. I'm gonna
1: get so distracted now. He got hair transplants. Oh yeah. I thought about getting 3, hair transplants
0: back here whoop, to the
1: top. Did he? So like, did they cut and then place?
0: They pull out it's like a three-hour thing. You have to like sit there. It sounds terrible. And then they t- transplant just random follicles and people look at him and go nothing happened but for john he wanted to bring he still has the baldness but he wanted to bring that receding hairline back oh, up a so, bit oh. it was getting too far back how it will
1: be honest with me be honest with you. Yeah, me. this is important. How does it look?
0: It does not look any different. <laughs> he does have. I will I say, He like, it
1: looks wonderful. I well, love John.
0: <laughs> I do love him, but I will. He asks me the same thing. He asks me. He always asks me, "How's my hair look today? How does my rim look?" Because he he's worried about his fatness. He feels like he's getting fat. <laughs> he's a thin dude, he isn't is. he? He's so st- I mean, he's ridiculous. He does have one bang. We call him Johnny One Bang. One bang that kind of it's a little like Whoop, like up here, a little curly cue.
1: <laughs> yeah, he Like looks a Michael Jackson. On the Thriller, yes. the little Jerry curl hanging exactly. right, right down. It's
0: not as a, uh, it's white. I almost, you know, it's not as well, yeah, I figured there. that. He didn't, well, yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, you are going to get into.
0: <laughs> well, no, I was going to say, we asked the people the other day on our KC court segment if John should dye his hair.
1: Is he thinking about doing that? I mean, 61, it's kind of. It.
0: I think it. She's got like a babe kinda... wife. He doesn't need to be impressing anyone. Yeah. I'm not impressed. Like, Nobody is <laughs> impressed. Uh, but no, he was just doing it to be fine. and people were like, absolutely not. We took like nine calls. People are like, no, no,
1: yeah. I mean, it's, and when you're 61. It's kind of like it's fine, right? But I started. I got gray hair. My first TV job in Little Rock. I'm like, oh my god, I'm 22. I've got gray hair. I knew I was losing my hair. I was on Propecia. I mean, what a mess.
0: I don't. What, what do you look like? I've only seen you with a hat.
1: Take a look. See, look, it's a okay. mess. Okay, it's at not this. a mess. Oh, it's a mess. You can't say it. You couldn't go. Oh god, that's Here, a mess.
0: Tilt it forward.
1: Oh, you're fine. Oh, I'm not fine. If I grew it out, I'd look like like I didn't like a comb over. Or I like.
0: I tried to get John to shave it. Whenever he did. that's
1: what I would do now. But see, like for guys, John's age, shaving your head in particular is a white dude. Like Michael Jordan helped mm-hmm. us so much, and I want to thank Michael Jordan if he's listening. <laughs> for, <laughs> he's definitely for, listening to this he's episode. Listening to this one, yeah. no question, he is. <laughs> but but to make it all right for guys to shave their heads, mm-hmm. but like my dad. You know, he didn't shave his head. He's got the thing, you know, the my thing. My dad of, had
0: the thing, but did he shaved he? it. Yeah, he, he shaved did. shaved
1: it, yeah. yeah. And I feel like some women either like it or they put up with it. Right. But, like, if I had, like, if I looked like the bishop, you know, or it's right. kind of got You don't the want thing the, well, oh, the cut. Yes. Yeah, you don't want it. Yes. Yeah.
0: I get it. Well, yeah,
1: that would be it's awful. Scullet.
0: Right. <laughs> we have a lot of listeners that have skullets. <laughs> yeah, I kind of see And that. I tell okay. the guys, because I'm a huge fan of men with Long, beautiful, luxurious hair like mine—that's your thing. I love. Does your
1: it. husband have long, luxurious? I'm gonna
0: tell you about it. So he, Tim, knows that this. My husband's name is also Tim. Okay. Not
1: Tim. Uh, yeah, that'd be Tim so passive aggressive.
0: That I that I love like the rocker, like the slash hair. I just think it's sexy as hell. So my husband has like the most gorgeous head of hair. He's also graying, but it's really beautiful, and he has dark and gray. And one, so a couple years ago, he was like. Babe, I'm gonna grow my hair out for you. I'm like, oh. Oh,
1: he had is... never grown his hair out. Yeah, he always had you He always hair. had
0: short, kind of spiky hair. Right. I was like, this is gonna be incredible. Like best years of your life coming up. <laughs> and <laughs> so he does. But my husband's hair is so beautiful and thick that he can't it's like helmet. <laughs> it's like helmet hair. Poor thing. But it's and he but he grew it out and he had it like behind his ears and like it was cute. It I would but finally he got sick of it and I was like, babe, I like I like him. He has this great Slick back thing now that's really super sexy so But, like but the
1: but the long hair Was a bad thing did you have to tell him Or did he, he say "God, him this himself. isn't working out I
0: loved him regardless yes, so, of course. Yeah. He he was like I, I can he's like I bullshit meter Through the roof I'm <laughs> shaving it down I'm like fine you know
1: oh, I'm so jealous of having The thick hair problem yeah like my Freshman year at Missouri I still had hair Going on 95 my sophomore year I started losing my hair I'm 18 Yeah I was young for my class and I'm going Oh my god I want to go into television And I'm losing my hair. So I remember going to get Rogaine. I'm a sophomore in college and I'm getting Rogaine.
0: You're like, instead of the condom aisle, you're like like looking around. Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) How traumatic is that? And you might be surprised to hear that it didn't really go well.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, what do you do with that stuff?
1: You, like, smear it on your head. You wear, like, a thing
0: and you have to wear it on there. No, you're not
1: wearing, like, at least maybe that's why it didn't work out. Maybe I was supposed to be wearing something. Then I start taking Propecia. Oh, God. And that has like a thousand side effects.
0: So, is your hat a crutch?
1: Well, no, I, I, I my wife, so she says. I mean, what else is she going to say? It's just like what you right. were saying, you know, but she sees like videos like when I was on television at KMOV and I had a full head of hair. She goes, Oh, I like it much better. But what else is she going to say? Because I can't do well, anything about it. I guess she could. The
0: bearded bald guy is then. Is it really? It is. It really who is a
1: bearded bald guy that's in? I need to know okay, this so I can um, like. Let's uh, see. Hope let's on. see.
0: Beard, you want me to tell you a bearded bald guy? Yeah, all right, right. Let's right. see. Who's um, in? <laughs> Trying to think of like one that right, I just know offhand. Right, because it's not real. Well, you're because
1: trying to, you're trying no, to make no, me no. feel better that this it is a mess. Is
0: real. <laughs> it's a real thing. Like, uh, what's the guy who played Bane?
1: Hope you're enjoying our conversation with Learn from kc ninety five. If you are enjoying all of our interviews, make sure you support our sponsors, James Carlton. State Farm Insurance Agency is one of the sponsors and the sponsors who've been with us from the very, very beginning. There's something to be said for that. 314-961-4800. 314-961-4800. If you're in front of a computer while you're listening to this, go to carltoninsurance.net right now and just get a quote to see what they can do for you. The good news is you probably already have the product that James Carlton offers. The bad news is... If you're not with James, you're without question sacrificing service and likely paying too much. So why not just check it out? Plus, you're going to see all these reviews on Facebook and Google reviews. They're praising this, and it's an insurance purchase. I mean, settle down. But people are excited about it. 314-961-4800. 314-961-4800. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton. State Farm. Uh, Batman Which show are we Forever, talking
0: about? Batman Dark Knight. He was Bane. Super hot guy. He was also in The Revenant.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I do know who you're talking about, actually. He's
0: super duper hot. I, I love just, The Revenant. Oh, my God. The Isn't Don't even give me start. We went to see that. I told him, I go, this is a movie. It's it's just like Schindler's List. I watched it once. Now, hold on a second. I side. cried my eyes out, <laughs> and I was so moved by it that I never, I'm like, it will stay with me forever. I don't need to rewatch it. I remember it all, like, burned into me. The Revenant, for an entirely different set of reasons, burned into me where I'm like, I do not need to see uh, Leonardo DiCaprio live in a corpse of a, of a bear or whatever it was. I was like, I do not need to see
1: this yeah, He was in again. a couple of different animals, I believe. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: what do we have here? Here's uh, Nick uh, the Lensman, Tom Hardy.
0: Tom, Hardy, Tom bald, Hardy. Bald guy with great beard. Yeah, I guess you're right there. So you got that. Go- that's probably why your wife. You need to look yeah, at her she, Pinterest she's, page.
1: You, she's looking for she Tom probably has Hardy a Tom minx Hardy. Minx. That's how Mrs. she's conning herself into handling this disaster. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's this beautiful woman, and she's got a guy who's like 5'2 and bald and eight years older than her. It's an absolute <laughs> you're disaster.
0: You're 5'2? Oh, oh, God. I, I was I, sitting down when I, you came I, in. I don't know. The fact that <laughs> that's even within the range of being possible.
1: <laughs> no, Nick, I mean, everybody's in here hazing me.
0: I'm 5'3", so I was really excited for a minute. <laughs>
1: yeah, that you were going to be towering over <laughs> me. My, my whole of this all started on Joe Buck's hair transplants, that he goes into Howard's right. turn, and he go, I go, how was it, man? I'm like, living vicariously three. It was, it was so cool. And then, as you may have heard, he goes back up there. God, when was this? My son was born. He's only four months old, so it had to be within the last four months. And he just hung out with Howard, and then Howard had Michelle, his wife, who's on ESPN, yeah. hang out. And they just sat there and bullshit. I listened to that one. You listened to that one? Yeah, and it was great. So that shows that they developed a rapport, whereas if initially, a year before, Joe was. relegated to the wrap up show.
0: Well, and how cool. I mean, to be asked on to that show, you know, you've really done something with yourself. And and he's a hard um, he's a hard hitter. He doesn't come. Some people are they'll grace around the artist or the subject matter and they'll be very respectful in interviews. And that's mainly how I am. I don't want to really rile people up unless you're in a tough spot.
1: If you're interviewing like monster star musicians, you got to kind of like
0: slash. For instance, first time I interviewed him. Specifically, so is this
1: is this phone or in studio? This is phone. Okay, that's and tough. phone's tough. It's
0: the worst. Like I've if you would have said I'm only
1: it. doing phone, I'd go. I really want to get her on, but I would get more when her in person. So yes. that's tough. Especially when now you're talking about a star. They're right working on like tours, and they got ten minutes, and there's a PR person just yep. in your.
0: Oh, it's the worst. I hate. In fact, I would never do another phone interview if I could get away with it. Yeah, I've only interviewed um, one on one, one artist in person, and it was Don Felder of the Eagles. Oh, really? And it was so magical because it was you get to read their body language. And um, I think that me coming in is a little bit more unintimidate. I'm little. (laughs) So people look at me and like, I'm going to ask. Questions, but I'm not gonna like ruin their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I interviewed Slash, and I remember uh, I was so just excited to talk to him. It's just you, one on one. Just he and I, one on one. Wow. And um, I remember I said, "Hey, I got something kind of weird to ask you," you know. And he's like, "Well, I hope it's not gonna make me upset." And I'm like, "No, like you know, <laughs> I, I go, I'm not here to ruin you." I, I knew ahead of time this is before last year when the Guns N' Roses reunited and came back through. Not to talk about that. He didn't want anything to do with the Riverport riot talk. Oh, really?
1: Like that was like PR specific, person told that, or yeah. you? Okay. It was
0: specific that do not talk about uh, these five things and you know that's fine because if you're a good interviewer you don't have to talk about right. these five things but um yeah i hate the phone i love the stars <laughs> howard's the best yeah i wish i could be him for just one day isn't it
1: i mean i just so now you listen to the series on demand i just listen to the interviews that's all i listen to though well, now and
0: you know about volume then
1: what? Oh, my
0: God. Let me blow your mind right now. What? I think it's channel 116. Okay. It's called Volume. First of all, Kurt Loader of MTV News sure. does the imaging. Really? It's um, Eddie Trunk show is on there. It's nonstop interviews. There's some kind of weird game show things about, like, they take callers. But mainly it's interviews with stars. So, like, they had Bono on and it's contributors to Rolling Stone, like David Frick, who are going to talk to these stars one-on-one. And it's these intimate, beautiful interviews with these prominent people and it's an interview channel it's called volume really yeah check oh, it out
1: i love that oh yes. to, that's what i love
0: that's a new channel just came out like last year
1: i can't get enough of that have you seen by chance letterman because yes. you saw it already
0: i watched it i was off friday this is
1: only like three days old at this point four to four phase. it came
0: out friday yes. i was off
1: my wife and i watched it we couldn't be more excited oh my god
0: it. could not i was like david letterman i just love him And um, he's, you know, so my husband's getting ready to go to work. I'm like in the bed with the iPad watching it, just like absorbing how, you know, he was so uh, you could tell how just he was just so excited to talk to President Obama. Because obviously he's a big fan of President Obama. So um, but for me to watch David Letterman, this legend in late night. Uh, talk to a former president and be as giddy as that, and show like a more human part of him with his right. crazy beard. Like, right, right, it's right. incredible. You like his beard? Yeah, you do. I'm a fan, man. Good stuff. My <laughs> husband just shaved his beard off. Oh, he had a beard. Did He, he did. have a beard like like one of these. Yes, of it was like a short. this really? magnificent manly thing. And I told him, I go, please don't shave it. And he did. Oh, and I'm but he like, did. Why yeah. did you do it? Well, Why do do I don't it? know. I'm curious I think... when
1: I'm gonna get. My, my wife hates this thing. Does she? She does. No, she's
0: breaking out because that's one of the things
1: that comes with it. No, that is breaking out. But I mean, I haven't shaved since my son was born, so there's some kind of emotion attached to it good everybody other than my wife's at least says they like it but my wife goes they're just saying you have a beard they're not saying that they like it you well, have your to wife's understand. gonna
0: hate me i think it looks very nice on you Listen, and this, uh, this guy nick's got like hardly you know he's kind of growing it out to copy you and then <laughs> you think that's what it is john's like i'm john's, just gonna be different yeah, well, he's
1: getting married in like a week and a half or something he is congratulations yeah that's that's right now oh, you got a God. countdown going are yeah. you nervous Good. Yeah, he's got a it's good. It's pretty. Control. It's
0: the best day ever, man.
1: Where'd you get married?
0: I got married at the Newtown Chapel in Newtown. Okay. And then we had our um, we had our reception at windows on washington
1: i like that windows on washington i really do where'd you honeymoon i need to know we
0: honeymooned in santa barbara we actually uh, flew into los angeles and we got a car convertible and we drove up the 101 up to santa barbara and we um we shacked up in this amazing boutique motel called um oh my gosh called the harbor house was right and you they had bikes that you could just take and then um, in Santa Barbara, have you ever been to Santa Barbara? I have not. Well, if you go, if you're a wine drinker, they have metropolitan Wine wineries. So you'll have like this outdoor mall and then there's these amazing... You know, wineries that are just urban wineries that are all different. That really? you can just ride a bike. That's to. pretty cool. It was awesome. Yeah, that was, that
1: was that the plan, or you're like, we're just going to land in L.A. and we're going to drive up.
0: And- yeah, we knew we were going to Santa okay. Barbara right. because we and we uh, went out to visit. Like, we had friends out in Los Angeles. Like Woody, we yeah. stopped by to see his new digs out there because it was we got married in 2014, so he had just kind of gotten his new uh residency out in los angeles so we were like we want to come see what you've done with yourself um so yeah we we, and we went to like all the weird um hollywood forever cemeteries we went to this amazing jewish cemetery where groucho marx is and visited him like we we did like a cemetery tour for our honeymoon which is kind of weird but we wanted to pay respect (laughs) to people so that woody's killing it out there isn't he i think so yeah Yeah, i again i don't get to listen but um he you know he all of those guys like Rizzuto had something special that either with Woody or without and then Woody also either with that you know he's got a great crew of people that he works with out yeah. there so
1: what would you like what would like you asked me what I want to do with my yeah. life what oh. do you want to do
0: um I don't know I think about it often because I know that John one day will maybe want to get out
1: <laughs> well um, I have a co I have a couple co-hosts for you know, older than me. Yeah. I don't know. And you're going to be older. Are you thinking
0: right. about they might want to leave and you want to start a well, show I mean, with me? <laughs> well, I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah.
1: Should we do a show? <laughs> should we just this start doing a This is going really show? well. Should we do a show? So, yeah, but I mean, we have the cat thing. Right. The, the cooking thing. Mm. This beard probably. It's just like probably my hair up top do very is going to well. fall out. You and don't inevitably. know what
0: ratings are about. I, I don't know what ratings are about. I don't know what about. they're not about. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: maybe we do need to just do a show. But yeah, so I mean, like I asked Lux, for example. I said, what do you want to do? Like, do you you want to move? Oh, I love St. Louis. I would never want to go. Mm -hmm. All right. God bless. Good to hear. If that's the case, how do you view it?
0: I view it like this. I want to be wanted wherever I'm at. So if, uh, let's say, John, and the show ends in five years or whatever, 10th year it ends, um, I'm not going to have any animosity for MS or anything like that, hopefully at that point. But if there, let's say there's Chicago calling or somewhere else is calling and it's, they really, they know... What I am about, you know, that's what I want. I want to be at a pl- an environment where I'm wanted and needed and people can see what I see in myself and what I can bring. And yeah. um, and right now, Emma's is that they definitely know. I think with all the players that they have over there what they have and i think that um i think i'm well liked no there, yeah so. no i know you are well,
1: well, i mean i've gotten to know some of the people over there since we're on the 105.7 hd2 channel yep. so that's 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 like where i am so you understand where i am in the yes. play. you're on Kshe yeah which has been on the air for 50 plus yeah now? this will be
0: our 51st year
1: right and i'm on your hd2 station that's good i can't even believe you're talking to me
0: i Really excited to talk to you, and I want to make sure this isn't an Iggy thing because he listens to our show every day.
1: I had. Are you aware of what I have here?
0: No. (laughs) What is that? Is this his handwriting? (laughs) This was
1: written in block. This is the John Bonet letter. Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Oh. So he wrote this out. (laughs) What a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is I just. I have to be fair.
1: I have to be fair. It's like I like to try and find out things for the like like when i'm interviewing like athletes who i covered or i know mm-hmm. it's like i don't need to like i'll have some things that i want to make sure i get to yeah for both you and lux <laughs> you're looking at you're so horrified i should have never shown you i'm going
0: to frame this in my kitchen
1: i, I cuz i it was like 11:50 and i was wrapping up uh, working out as we as we as we discussed, yep. because my God, look at the physical specimen I am.
0: Upper what was it? Upper body day. Uh, today was
1: upper body. is uh, yeah. if, right. like if you can't tell, like <laughs> throbbing. If you can't tell, but I'm like God. I guess Iggy's not going to th- email me anything, and then I get in here and Seymour hands me these two pages of written out. What questions. is
0: this? And it smells like cigarettes. By the way, <laughs> this is not good. I hate cigarettes. Here here we go. Let me see. Let me just. You want me rapid fire these for him? No,
1: i mean, they're for you. I, oh. I, I haven't even looked at them, but what I what just so you know, because he gets labeled as being creepy and all this is doing is adding fuel to the fire, <laughs> is I said, I know you know her. And he goes, well, he, goes, well then he looked, I guess, at your Twitter account. Yes. And and you guys judged the hot shot, Miss Hot Shots on Friday. Yes.
0: That's the first time I've ever met him in person. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Well, that's, that's not what I thought. And he was just I, smoking. And I was like, get away from me. So he said, <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed in her. She tweeted out. It was so much fun. To judge with Lux and Ken Bone and, and two guys from a sports station.
0: <laughs> well, let me be clear here. I, you know, I don't even know if I follow him. Don't tell him. I mean, he's going to listen to that. He's probably going to be like, I love this interview. No, um, no. I, and, and To be honest, like, I mean, I have to deal with men of all variations all day long. And so I have had, I just have this men bullshit meter or uh, tarp that goes up around my entire being, and I just go, you know, I just keep whacking people away, like, just, like, get away from me. Not because they... Think anything, you know? I, I think that they genuinely think I'm funny, hopefully, and they just want to know me. But like, some people are
1: weird. Oh, but you know what's going on? Like, I asked, I asked Lux this question. Mm-hmm. Like, this. I can't imagine the stuff you guys get.
0: Oh. Like, I can't imagine everything from like horribly stalkerish, th- like literally, oh, yeah. to death threats. I've gotten death threats from a guy. Death
1: threats? What the fuck would you do that would, Like, oh, have I have no idea. Or is this... he just like a stalker that? No, th- that kinda I, I've had got...
0: the terrible. I've had the stalker instance and I don't like talking about it. And then I've had the death threat over the air. Some guy called in. Called in? On the air? Called in. The guys were in. We were all in the. It wasn't on the air. We had just taken a bunch of calls and we were getting rid of all of our um, callers that were hanging on. And and the guy was just such a prick. And he he was like because we were talking about some pretty um, controversial stuff with being a woman and um, contraceptives. And I was I was saying because it's a long story, but I had a cyst last year that I had to go back on birth control to take care of because I don't like taking medicine or taking things for prolonged periods of time. And so I was saying that, thank God, I was able to get my contraceptives back to shrink the cyst which it did and you know there was some rumor going on about how in Missouri employers might have been able to fire you if you if they knew you had contraceptives because of a religious law oh and so God. i was talking about how bullshit that was because of my instance personally and um this guy called in and called me a fucking cunt and said like oh i'm you better goodness. watch out because i'm you know i'm going to come to your events and but, like all this shit and i was like
1: So it was like a pro life guy?
0: I don't i maybe i and honestly like the guy stepped in and took – and we were like
1: – So what you're in there with Hewlett and yeah. Carl, and they hear this? Like, how does that – because I don't even know how – It just – yeah, or... we were
0: like – it was just a morning show call, and everybody was in there to hear it, and they oh immediately stepped God. in, and the guy hung up. But, oh, you know, it freaked me oh out big God. time, because who wants to be told that ever? Oh, my God. And for God. being a pro – if he was a pro-life guy, how anti-pro-life can you right, be? Exactly. Anti- I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, yeah be I believe great. Anti- for you. Well,
1: Lux told me there's a page <laughs> that I guess you guys are on that I didn't know about this. Like, oh. only for – maybe not. Like, a Facebook page – for female radio personalities?
0: I'm not in it anymore. It was the women in radio page. Is that what it was? Yeah. And yeah. like
1: when she was in here, somebody had just requested, what was it, Seymour, that she send a picture of her feet?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a, just a normal thing. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, that, that's, that's every a Tuesday. day. Yeah. That's a Tuesday day. Yeah. And, she,
1: and, she, and then like she posted that on that page and then a bunch of women in radio, name of the page, go, oh, God, yeah, yeah. that happens.
0: Big creepers. And I don't get it. Like, I I get it. Like, if you, you know, beautiful women that you see on a TV screen that you are looking at, Mm -hmm. I get like, oh, okay, I look at her and I'm seeing her. I'm literally a voice in a box that maybe you don't know what I look like. And some days I have good days, some days I have bad. And you want to see my feet and like, you know. Freaking Hot Shots event, not Iggy, but the other guy, Jay. Oh, no.
1: no,
0: Jay. No, no. What's his name? Is he on here? Jay Randolph Jr. Okay. yeah. First of all, I was having a blast busting his balls. He was fun to he was fun to mess with because he, I'd never met him before, and I hate golf, and so he's the worst. He's the, I'm like you are just the worst to me. Never met. Him. We were having a real fun time going back and forth with each other, and um, he goes, let me. See because I, I bite my nails when I'm stressed and I just just in a manicure, but my nails are really short. And he goes, what do your toes look like? And I, I go, I, I told him, I go, my toes are yellow and like falling off. You know, it just give him like the worst visual. But I love well, messing that's just, with them. are
1: you aware of his thing? No. Oh. And he, so he
0: doesn't know, right. you know, he's well, just. Well, so
1: the fact, so, I mean, this is this is playing out to the total <laughs> stereotypes of these two guys. Iggy's written questions <laughs> in block letters <laughs> to you. Yeah. And, and Jay met you. and asked to see your feet. This this is unfortunate. And then you tweet out. They're so excited. I mean, those guys over the weekend tweeted out pictures of you and Lux (sighs) and the two of them together with Ken Bone. And how great of a night it was right. and how you're the coolest. And then, and then you tweet out, it. so fun with Lux, and then two guys from the sports station. I mean, you, not you a bitch, fucking I gutted them. I, you fucking, and then you come in here, and the bodies were laying, barely breathing. You're I like, see who is he, this creepy shit? And then, then Jay
0: asked me about my feet. Well, I saw Iggy walk by a couple times, and he, he was really oh, making a point to not look in here. And so I didn't oh, know. Oh, no. I, he's I, but, here? He yeah. leaves like a 10-15 oh, well, every day. Yeah, I saw his blondness. <laughs> oh. That's hilarious. Well, I
1: said, I, the reason why I thought he knew you is because I see he'll tweet at you. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you guys knew each other. So today, I said, I can't find a whole lot of information on Learn, and I'd like to have some background before yeah. we get together. And I said, so, he goes, well, I don't really know her. And I go, what do you mean? I see you tweet at her. I figure... So no, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, what were you like? Were you like, this is going to be the worst interview ever? No, oh. I, I, I'm
1: like, she seems super cool. Oh, thank. Yeah, and I'm just like, we'll probably just bullshit, you yeah. know? And, and that's what I like to do. Yes. So that's exactly what's wound up happening. And Iggy, I didn't, I didn't want questions written out. I just wanted a few like fun facts for no intel. That's all. So I haven't even read that, and I thought he was just going to email me like a couple fun facts because he's like, hey, I don't really know. Her. Well, like, these are oh. very
0: thought out. I mean, I, maybe I need to reevaluate him.
1: Because he did write some good questions. He did. He has I some feel... very
0: insightful things on there. So, what,
1: so what, what's in there?
0: Well, he says, you just celebrated 10 years with The Morning Show. What have you learned from John Hewlett? That's um, a
1: great question. That's a great that actually, question. I'm actually curious that's about an that. Insightful See, I, thing. I, I, I ask tor- terrible questions. That's a wonderful
0: question. John is extremely financially savvy. So I have learned to handle myself. What do you
1: mean? Like like in the market or how oh, he manages the money? Really? He is
0: a... Um, he has managed himself in a way that is, he'll be fine for retirement. <laughs> really? And he, and, he, and he prides himself on being, he'll, I don't know, we always make fun of, he'll say, like, I'm rich on air, but he doesn't mean it like that. Like, he just, he, he'll always give me advice. Like, for instance, the best advice he ever gave me whenever we were starting out, he goes, don't ever buy something on your credit card that you can't pay off with cash in a day.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's a smart and it's play. a great it's rule. Great play, absolutely. And so
0: I do that. So I, you know, and he's helped me um, understand how money in this business can be because people would love to not pay you anything to be what you are.
1: Absolutely.
0: And he's a ver- he's a um he's a great role model uh for priding yourself on your value and never um never wavering to just fit this to fit the flow of everyone else like um you know so what if this person's doing it for free it's not you there. So, you know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Um and so and he's really helped me understand my value and he's also been an extremely Um, insightful human being on being what what it means to be a great parent. It really is. He is a, I tell him this all the time, like your girls are just adore you. Like they, and he, he adores his kids more than anything. He makes everything that they have going on. It's always a big deal. It's never like, oh, it's just a soccer game. Like he'll be there. Wow. Tough shit. That's like the best compliment you can
1: give somebody. Yeah. You know, know,
0: and he, and he, um, and he always tells me, oh, and this is actually good advice for you. And he would tell you this too. You're a parent now. Make sure that you're not just always taking pictures of your kid. Get in the pictures, ah. because you, you know, we always think like, oh, we're going to take photos of our babies, but we're never in the photos. So you don't really, ha- you know, you have all these great photos of your kid. Right, but that's a make smart sure idea. And your I'm wife doing as well taking
1: pictures. That's a good idea. Yeah. This is good stuff. Good. These yeah. are pro tips. He's
0: he's a he is a pro. So those are those are like the big foundation, and obviously those don't have everything to do with radio, but he's his life advice through the time that I've known him is just well, enriched like my life. a good,
1: likable human being. Oh, my God. You know? He really
0: is. And what you see, he's, it, people's adoration for him is, um, it's not bullshit. Like, yeah. he's a good person, and he is fun, and he's not, a you know, he's not like a, he's not so likable that he's like a loser. Like, he's... He's a strong human being with great intentions for people, and he's a lot of fun.
1: And you can't last in this business, Mm-mm. like, at a legitimate operation like K.C. by acting like a dick, you know? Right. So, I mean, to be there 42 years, yeah. that was... What is this... Do- there's a documentary on K.C.? Yes. I got to see this. It's like, you do. I know. What, so, where, where can I see it? Um, so it's on the 50th anniversary, right?
0: Yeah. It's Well, it's actually a, a DJ named Ron Stevens who worked with John in the 70s. He was a program director back then. He... Um, he created a documentary called Never Say Goodbye about the 70s, this I guess it starts in the early 60s to the 70s um up until the 80s like I think it goes to 79 and it's just that time period that when he was there and it talks about all the personalities that started and how they're all just a bunch of punks and how it was. And he had all this footage. Like, have you ever seen the History of the Eagles, that documentary? Yes,
1: I love that. And that
0: footage. I'm a documentary
1: like, inc- nerd. Me too. So I love it, yeah.
0: And it's incredible that they yeah, have yeah, that yeah,
1: footage. Agreed. The, There's another recent one where I couldn't believe they had all the footage they had. Oh, uh, the Defiant ones. Did you watch yes. that? Yeah,
0: oh going to get me started it. on Jimmy Iovine. Oh, I can't even deal with him. No, I mean, what do you mean you dealt
1: with Jimmy Iovine? Mean, no, no, no.
0: I, I wish I had dealt oh, with him. I, I would to say, love to it's, like it's be it's his, his apprentice oh, and learn from him. But yeah, same. So Ron Stevens, um, he had all this footage and he had acquired all of it from the last three years. I think he worked on it and he created this all on his own dime and made this documentary. And it's available at you can buy it at Vintage Vinyl. Um, really? You can buy it at Fountain on Locust because that's his wife, Joy Gridnick. She owns all oh, the on restaurant. Yeah. Oh, and they have place. their radio station upstairs. Oh,
1: I love that restaurant. Yeah, I didn't you need know You go that. over there, there and yeah. say hi. Oh, really? That's yes. super cool. So it's so that, that came out last year, I guess? Yeah, last year.
0: And we did, um, and Ron really did an outstanding job. He and this guy named Joe Mama Mason, who is also an I remember Joe Mama Mason.
1: Yep. I remember the name. Yes. Yeah.
0: And he's, he has his own production company, and he's still just very in the business of just being a, pro- he's a producer of everything, yeah. fun and good stuff. And so those guys um, were gracious enough to do this and then they invited Casey to kind of latch onto it and make sure that we had something to do with it too and what a great thing in our 50th year to yeah, to do 50
1: years i mean that's yeah. so unheard of so Easy. i mean i haven't even asked you about music i mean outside of your guests did you are you like Huge music person, or was this just kind of like, oh, I'm on K? Because you were trying to board mm-hmm. up at KZK, so right. I can't imagine you're like an air supply fan. Right. So, no, I,
0: I, the classics, John has introduced me to all of them. Like, I'm a huge fan of many of the classic. So, bands growing now. up,
1: like, in the 90s and 2000s, you weren't like, I was oh, an alternative
0: I, chick. I was right. into, so you are probably listening to 105.7. Yep. And, right. In fact, when I got in the building at MS, I thought because of my age and my interests, I would be best suited for, I the would point.
1: think that too. Yeah. But
0: Casey okay, case kind of picked me, and um, and I you know I'm grateful for that because I have it's it's so cool that um, you know much like the point and now 96.3 and all these different stations that are introducing people to new music and we still do on some part of introduce new music and stuff but for me it's been cool to go back in time and learn about bands like Robin Trower for instance I'm just obsessed with him I love his His music. I, I've seen him perform once. I'm going to see him coming up in April. It's a classic artist that we don't play in regular rotation. He's um, not the most well-known guy, I would say. It's cool to have like these indie bands that are long gone for the most part um, that are new to me. And, and, you know, you can go get them on vinyl and you can kind of put yourself back in that timepiece of when they were yeah. prominent. And, um, and I, I'm fortunate that some of these bands that are still old as shit, like that they're still touring, <laughs> right. right? Like, cause it's incredible to see somebody like Robin Trower, who's in his, I think he's in his 70s. He's up there just, still doing touring. It.
1: Yeah. So you've, I mean, imagine you've gotten to meet a number of these people. Oh,
0: yeah. Um,
1: well, yeah. has that been, I mean, I'm sure there have been some positive experiences yes. and some,
0: some negative ones. Right. Um, yeah, for the most part, I think people, and the other thing that sucks, I mean, the guys that I work with have all been in the business much longer than me. So I feel like when we've done interviews as a group, they obviously lived a time period that they have met these people a thousand times, so they have a rapport with them. And I'm kind of still trying to chisel out my um, where I fit in with all that because I don't want to just be oh, it's a woman that's here, you know, whatever. I, I want to I want to be respected the same as they are. But I also didn't grow up with Tommy Shaw coming in every you mm. know year from Sticks, and so what's funny for me is now the offspring of these bands. They tour, like for instance, Sammy Hagar's son, Drew Hagar. Yeah. he opened up our our birthday show. He and his uh, friend they got up there and did kind of an acoustic number. And he and I uh, kind of met on Instagram. And I said it'd be great to interview you and talk to you about touring with your dad, Sammy Hagar, and uh, you know what do you think about that? And he was the most sweet human being. Met him. We didn't get to do the interview unfortunately, but um, we talked before the show, after the show, and still interact like on social and. Um, it's just cool to see his lifestyle from that angle rather than, you know, I've met Sammy Hagar a handful of times and he's sweet to me and whatever, but I don't think he remembers me. But I know that next time Drew Hagar comes in town for maybe his own shows, if I say, hey, man, let's do an interview. It, I have that report yeah. now, hopefully, that it will it will happen.
1: Who so. have you found to be like the most surprisingly enjoyable interaction? Uh, like You're like, oh, I'm like dreading this one. But then they were like super cool. It,
0: Roger Hodgson of Super Tramp. Wow. Now the Supertramp is a band that has like its own kind of chaos. They um Roger Hodgson is not Super Tramp. I don't think he can tour under the name of Super Tramp because there's bad beef there. Mm-hmm. But he so, you know, we interacted with him backstage at River City Casino a couple years ago, and he was the most delightful human being. Uh, he called the show the next day and wanted to thank us for talking to him and doing the stage intros. Just just called. And just, like, was so sweet and remembered us. And, you know, it wasn't this kind of, like, I'm in it just for the promotion of my music. I Like, he genuinely felt the connection. And I wasn't expecting really much of meeting him. And he ended up being, like, my boyfriend. I was like, you are the most sincere, adorable man. (laughs) And, he's you know, and he's, again, like, in his 60s, 70s and doesn't need to take the time out of his late-time career to to give a shit about me. But he did.
1: Who would be somebody you were looking forward to and you're like... Oh, that wasn't that great.
0: Um, Let's see. I have to really think about it. Because anything that bad's happened, I just kind of bury it. <laughs> um, hmm. Like for oh, me. Oh, I mean, well, I, I can't really count it because I... Uh, because we were supposed to interview Don Henley before, right before Glenn Frey died a couple years oh, ago. Oh, really? And uh, Don Henley has like a reputation as kind of being a dick. I can see that. And I was so excited that because he just put out a country album. And obviously mm. we weren't spinning it. But we were like, we got to talk to Don Henley. And then we got the interview. And literally like the day before the interview, Glenn Frey had passed away. And so obviously oh he God. canceled all yeah. press because he didn't want to talk about that. Um but I was, that's something I'm disappointed in, but it wasn't necessarily the person as right. much as the situation.
1: God, I wonder how it would be to navigate interviewing somebody like that. You know, oh. I, mean, I guess I've had to do it with athletes and you just kind of know going in, it's going to suck and you're going get like 15 second answers. They're going to be a dick to you, you know, right. but it's kind of like, you don't really take it personally. Mm. But when you're interviewing somebody live, would that have been live or they've been pre-taped?
0: It would have been, well, it depends on when, um, it probably would have been pre-taped because yeah. we would have gone as long as we wanted. Yeah. You're to just it. in a
1: weird spot cause people are like, oh yeah, Don Henley, that's great. Mm-hmm. And then if he's kind of like short and mass, yeah. but I just I get the vibe whereas Glenn fry would
0: have been so right, wonderful right like, that's know, the God nature of the nature
1: of the beast yeah um what else what else because there were a couple on there that I I thought you know well these might not be bad it, it was the first one Lauren let me see what we got here <laughs> is you are you, you were young yeah <laughs> how about this it. yes that is enjoy <laughs> thank you uh, you are you were young I'm not gonna say because some 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 I'll
0: be 33 in March I don't care. okay well
1: <laughs> Iggy said you were young 31 I believe <laughs>
0: You know what? I'm a little disappointed in him now. I thought he would have known. Yeah. <laughs> it's in parentheses,
1: too. 30. Uh, all yeah. I wonder it was just like a few bullet points. But nonetheless, wonderful. How are you so well-versed in classic rock? I think that's a, a legitimate, like, if I were to all of a sudden have to be on a music station, I'd be like, I don't know the vast majority of this stuff mm-hmm. to speak intelligently about what you guys do every day. At least I assume you do. I don't know. Maybe right. you're not like, going there like, all right, we well, you bullshit for five minutes, and then we're going to play a song. It doesn't really matter. We talk
0: about music. I mean, especially on my midday show, I talk about the music more than myself or anything else going on. Um, and a lot of it is just like, you know, I learn about, I mean, no pun intended, but I, I, can, I'm, I love learning about stuff. So I, I'm going to, if there's a band that I don't know a lot about um, that I'm interested in, I'm not going to learn about a band that I don't care about. Like, I'll read the headlines and figure it out for that. But if there's a band that I'm like, man, I I love this band. And I just, I want to know more like the Eagles. I freaking love the Eagles. Watch that documentary. I fell more in love with the Eagles. You know? So when I met Don Felder and interviewed him, I was like, this is the, you wrote Hotel California. Like this is the most amazing moment. Right. And so, and then their drama and all that, like you learn about what happened and you take that to heart and you don't have to have bullet points in front of you to slang it, you know, and just talk about it. Um, So that's. That's one. The things I can be well versed on and talk about, I think, is are my most interest. I'm most interested in.
1: Yeah, I would. I guess that makes sense. I, I find that when you're sitting there just bullshitting, that's when you wind up having the best. Oh yeah. Kind of conversation, you know. But at the same time, I I just don't know it, and so I'd be like, God, I feel like I would get exposed if they're like, okay, we need you to come over and you know yeah. start playing music. I'd be. You don't think you'd do well? I don't think so because I don't know it. You know, like <laughs> I, I couldn't roll in at 7.05 to do no. a show at 7 o'clock when it's not my right. my thing.
0: Well, but then I guess it all has to depend on like who your boss is. You know, like Rick really wants us to stick to the music and like be kind of a package of yeah. the music and personality and all that. Um, whereas I think there's other people like Tommy lets the Rosito show kind of just. Go and not right. talk about music. I don't think they talk about music at all. Maybe and um, they just kind of use do. it as
1: breaks. Yeah, so they have talked with Tommy about. It. We had lunch a couple weeks ago, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, they play like maybe two to four songs in right. an hour." You so know?
0: it's not the it's not the epitome of their right. show. Um,
1: so this isn't going to blow up our show. No, the, the fact that I'm that you're terrible,
0: right? right. The fact that you're just terrible at your job. No, you'll do great. I'm still in
1: play. I'm still in play. Must have bored Nick. left the studio. Yeah, he How about was... this guy? What are you, are you trying to keep Iggy away for learns restraining? I know, is he or still anything? out
0: there? Is he smoking?
1: It's unfortunate. So that really smells like smoke?
0: I smelt it. It smells like me now. Tell him it smells like me. He'll put this oh. in his bed and roll around with it.
1: Oh, God. We're going to have drops forever out of this. That's great. Out of this. All right, some quick hits, because I'm curious as a lifelong St. Louis and some of the things that I, I have grown up, were both lifelong St. Louis area mm-hmm. type people, so to speak. Restaurant that you and your husband love to go to, go to I, place.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love, my favorite restaurant right now is in Valley Park. It's called The Tavern. <laughs>
1: I think I've heard people talking it's about the that. most.
0: Deli- it's expensive, but it's so delicious.
1: What What's what kind of culinary fare do we have at the tavern?
0: Everything you want. So I really love their they have a fish menu. They have a tasting. They do tasting boards. They have this amazing gluten free menu that you have to ask for. And they have these edamame. Oh,
1: I love edamame. Oh, my
0: God. You'd lose it. Like I I, I, wa- I'm trying to, like, make friends over there so I can be like, what is the sauce? That's on? because I love it so yeah. much. Um, but we eat there as often as we can and celebrate things. So I love the tavern, but as far as like classic St. Louis restaurants, I mean, to me, there's like no cooler place to go in St. Louis than blueberry Hill. Yeah, I just, I love that place. And I love Joe Edwards. I know he's kind of missing out with this trolley thing. People are kind of dogging on him, but I, I really support that whole, st- I've loved that street since I moved to St. Louis. Yeah.
1: I know I, I, you would probably never get the burger there though.
0: No, I would you back would. in the day when now I wasn't right. conscious about. They have the, um, oh man, now we're the cheddar spread. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking no, about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, that's like their thing. When I didn't care about what I was eating, <laughs> I would go there and get the just bison burger. I think it is with the cheddar spread and like two of them, like I just down them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when did you when did you make this? When did you make this? I, I now care what I eat. Thing.
0: I I watched the food documentary Food Inc. in 20. 2011, 2012?
1: I think that, I swear to you, we watched that. I can't remember what it was. It was just about, like, the sugar and the food industry, but I don't know if there's so many of those. Yes.
0: And this I was, like, like, the first really catastrophic one yeah. where you watched it and you go, wow, I'm, bu- I'm going to grow my own chicken from now on.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the sugar is the thing that I remember standing out and, like, how it's, like, orchestrated to, like, keep it a secret from people. Yeah. It's almost like, I feel like now... Like how we look at like the cigarette industry, the mm-hmm. tobacco industry is how maybe in 20 years or less, some elements of the food industry oh, yeah. will be looked upon. I agree. But yet if I talk about it, especially to, like a sports fan audience, even though our audience is weird and different. You <laughs> know, they all
0: eat bacon they, on everything. I, absolutely. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: it's like, oh, you think you're so fucking good because you know how to eat. And I'm like, I, I don't because then that's like you even kind of But I'm not. I'm just talking about.
0: Right. See, what's that? Can't we what? just talk about what? Like, my, my hand gesture? No, no, no. Oh. Like can't you just talk to people about like, the minute because everybody knows that I don't eat bacon. And trust me, my mom makes <sighs> the best bacon in the whole United Your States. Your
1: mom makes bacon? She
0: the way she makes it on the stove is so damn good. Well what's going I on with
1: her? I mean I just well, go over to Dearburg's and I, I I don't know my microwave it. I, I, don't I think my bacon's does. outstanding. Yours you're, is not it, as
0: good it, as hers. Wow. I'm gonna tell you this now. And I haven't <laughs> had her bacon in six years. Do you
1: ever have cravings for this? Yeah. Do you really? I do. You like, seem like you're pretty, like, you're managing it like it's not a big deal. I, I
0: eat fake bacon, which is actually pretty good. There's, like, I eat turkey fake.
1: bacon. You probably still got I still could, bacon.
0: T- yeah. I mean, that, I don't know. I don't even know what's really if it's really turkey. If you're I don't know bacon bacon what's going to eat bacon and it's from an animal, you get the just, damn Just get, get the, the real the bacon. Real bacon. Right, fair
1: enough. But but lesson like, learned. You know, but
0: turkey bur- <laughs> like, I'll eat a turkey burger. Yeah. But yeah, Um. I don't know. So, Food Inc. is what drove me to change the way I think about food, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and then as, cause I went through a phase where I didn't have like any alcohol or anything and I lost like a ton of weight, but I was like really unhappy cause I couldn't do shots. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a shot girl. Oh, I
1: Tell love, you are. You're the I girl love like tequila. Like, like I really, oh yeah. that's hardcore. That's yeah, what you we
0: love tequila. So I, you know, I wanted to be so able to not drink now. Uh, no, I do drink now. Oh, good. Yeah, Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, it's been great. It's been awesome. Um, so, you know, it, it it shaped my life. But I think people need to, because some people go like hardcore and they are like, never again. Yeah. Don't say I, never. I know. You know, one day you're going to, like, I'll go to my in-law's house. There's a bacon on something. I'm not going to be that person. That I'll just, I'll try not to eat as much of it. But if it happens to, no big deal. I'm not going to, like, guilt myself into... You know, oh, I ruined everything. No, I totally you know?
1: understand. You, you were talking about, like, why people can't talk about certain things. I'm yeah. curious, are, are, do you guys consciously on your show avoid talking politics? Oh, big time. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard because especially in this political climate day and age where it's almost entertainment right. at this point, it's hard to not talk about it. Um and you know, like we do the news.
1: Now is this an edict from Rick Bayless, or yes, is it like the is, three of you going, "Let's not go"? Oh
0: no, off the air! It is a mess of politic talk. John, no, I get I, that,
1: but like, like you guys, like we talk politics, but we don't want to talk about it because it's got downside, and so we're yeah, not going to get you into lose
0: fifty percent of your audience in right. way, right? So um, or whatever. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what some people believe, and I I don't know enough about. I'm not as I know what I know, and I know what my opinions are. I'm a human being. I'm American, so I have I vote. You know. But it's not my job. My job is to let people escape through me. So I have to remind myself of that. When I get pissed off at stuff and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on in this country? I have to remind myself, Lauren, like I tell myself my real name, Lauren, you're the escape. You're the water slide. Let these, everybody else yeah, can deal. Let the people cross the yeah.
1: hall over at 97.1 Right, let them it. do
0: their thing. So, you know, it, I, and it's a hard thing, right? Like, yeah. do you guys get political on your show?
1: We do. I, Doug, one of my co-hosts, do you know Doug Vaughn? No, KMOB. He's Great been, name. You like the name?
0: Doug Vaughn, like a uh, Rick Vaughn, like from Hot Shots, right, or whatever that. What's that movie? Major League. Major League. Yeah. Oh, I are
1: thinking of Charlie Sheen. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Rick but you Vaughn. were right. You were right. Look at a sports this. thing. It's a sports thing. It's a sports, sports thing. And that's the why I'm cute like glasses. Yeah, Rick Vaughn, Charlie Sheen. I almost said Martin Sheen. Oh God. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful reset from seventy years ago, but Doug Vaughn, <laughs> he he has. He's he's very conservative. This is this is like I've I worked with my mm-hmm. It was me, Doug and Steve Savard for five years. And Doug never talked about politics. And recently he's gotten super into it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a, I guess he says he's not an InfoWars guy. But one time he was talking about Hillary Clinton wearing an earpiece during a debate. And I go, well, he goes, I said, where'd you get that? And we're on the air. Oh, no. so going, and he goes, well, it's all over the Internet. And oh. I go, well, OK, well, where so I can look it up? And he goes, what's all over? And I go, but okay. I said just give me the yeah. site. And he goes, well, InfoWars, has it? I go, well, oh, <laughs> <was> InfoWars. Yeah. <laughs> so it was awkward. Sure. Uh, but we do. We talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a it's a different kind of situation. Like if we were owned by Emmis or Hubbard or Enercom or whatever, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't do it. I would imagine we yeah. probably wouldn't do it. But I like it. I like to talk about everything. I really do. I do as well. Do you?
0: I do. And I I think what happens, and I I wouldn't say that under a conglomerate like that, a big conglomerate radio station, you know, company, some of them, they they promote that they want that because it is a, I think the more passionate and real talk we can be, it's a competitive edge with what's going on in the world. You know, if you have people that are constantly, like you watch the news and the news people are not allowed to be politically biased, right? They have to just deliver it no, I would never be able to get through it. I would be, <laughs> you like could read it eyes. on my face. Right. So the, let that be the clean shaven political unbiasy that people need to get their information. But in an entertainment show, we know this in this business that the more, um, that's why Howard Stern is so successful. He shocked people yeah. and he took the status quo and he shook it. And he said, not today, Satan. And he, threw, you know, yeah. like he threw it back at people and he won. And yeah. that's, and he still is winning, yeah. you know. So,
1: do you think the shock thing could be done again? Like, I don't know what people could be shocked by anymore. Well, I
0: think on satellite where you can drop the f bomb right. or podcast where you can do it is yeah. great. I mean, I say the f word a lot.
1: Do you? Yeah. Have you ever said it while you're on the air? No.
0: And I, I don't um, know
1: how I haven't. Knock on everything. You know, knock on
0: that, Nick. I, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know how I have. It's because I, I restrain from getting to that point. You know, where I get really heated and yeah. t- somewhat Italian, so I get, like, really crazy.
1: What do you mean somewhat Italian? Well, mean? I'm
0: waiting on my 23andMe results to come back. I know that I, I have family that's from Italy, and I don't know how much of Italian I am, so I can't wait to know. And tell so, you.
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. So, like, you didn't know you were Italian until, like, or you just knew there was a little, but now you think there yeah. might be more?
0: Like, I know half my family, my dad's side came from Italy. Okay. But I don't know where, how much, and what I am. I'm so a you blind. have
1: an Italian last name? Um, No. maiden I, name?
0: maiden name was Colvin. Just normal. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. And yet he's. Like, uh,
0: but his mother's maiden name was Ghirardini.
1: Got it. So I follow you. The, I follow yeah. you. I'm straight Mick. I mean, Are I'm you? straight Mick.
0: Are you I Irish?
1: Mean, uh, yeah.
0: Is that what <laughs> Mick means? But I'm Italian. I don't know what it well, means. I don't know.
1: I mean, it's like you live in your world like fuck the Irish, the yeah. potato famine. I love fuck the them.
0: Irish. <laughs> I love drinking. God.
1: Oh, my God. Wait till this podcast gets out. You I won't know. be able to go back into Dogtown like, ever again. Sorry. Right. You know, that's pretty. <laughs> I would have I would have never said what you just did, but now that you said sorry, <laughs> <laughs>
0: now I gotta call
1: now I gotta call attention to it. I'm sorry,
0: it. I just put some my gum out. Yeah, like fine. it started like losing yeah, all of it. And you're gusto. like chewing like, it's rubber. like a rubber. Yeah,
1: no, I understand. Right, I respect that. that. Or you get a tight shot of Lorne's gum give mean, this to Iggy. Will say? you
0: give it put this in some sort of ball like a golf ball case, you know, like the little things where you <laughs> this is my hole in one, like
1: that's it. There it is. Oh he's serious <laughs> I actually kinda of do worry about. I mean Poor we have thing. a running joke on the show. That he, that he, that he, that he has a, his garden. Their bodies buried in his garden at his apartment garden? complex. Yes, he does sunflowers, and that the sunflowers are actually human beings that have risen. Yeah. So just to give you an Damn idea. Damn it, I'm, my yeah. body's going to
0: be there one day. I'm so upset already. So you know. I
1: mean, you were, you met Jay Randolph Jr. and Iggy at one at one time At one
0: helping of it. Yes. That's
1: right. And you met, and all of the stereotypes came to fruition. They
0: were fun. Uh, but I talked to Jay more because well, I was supposed to be sitting next to Iggy and then Jay goes, I'm gonna sit next to her.
1: And Iggy actually on our show bitched about the fact that he was gonna be sitting next to you and then Jay yep. he said, Jay cut me. I think yeah. is what he said, but yep. I'm not mistaken. He
0: he was I could see in his very tan <laughs> face, I said I go, he's upset. and I'm. But at the same time, I was like, why is he upset? Like, we don't even know each other. Like,
1: God, I, I honestly I, thought that you and Iggy were friends or something because I just see him tweet at do you. Do you
0: get mad that he's tweeting at our show all the time Like no, he's I don't promoting our show? Well, Doug show. brought that up
1: today. Doug Vaughn. Who Doug you, Vaughn. Doug Vaughn. The best name, name in the business. Doug Vaughn and Jimmy the Cat Hayes. Do you know who Jim Hayes is?
0: I know the name, but I have no idea what he does.
1: He's, <laughs> I love that you are in a non-sports bubble Thank in you. St. Louis. That's so tough to do.
0: Yeah. It is. And I get a lot of crap. But I don't great. care, and I, it's just whatever. And my mom is the he was the biggest Rams fan in St. Louis, huge PSL owner, really insane. Like would skip my birthday, like to go to <laughs> game. Like I mean, it was terrible. My I come from my my stepdad is a my dad before he passed away was a Cardinals diehard, watching it all the time. And I went to those games and whatever, and I'm just like, I, this isn't my... See, this is okay. I
1: used to be. And now I didn't go to Bush Stadium one time in 2000-whatever-it-was, 17. I didn't really? go there one time. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I don't think I, I
0: did either, to be honest with yeah, you. but
1: you're not... It, I know, but that like, you would. You'd go for social things. I go for social. Girls afternoon. We all get lit up. Wait, let's go. That's, I'm that. off
0: at one. I'm right here. 12.15 game start. John will get us in. Yeah. Let's go drink. Yeah,
1: that's what that's what it's for. <laughs> what the hell was I asked. This is the thing. Here's the problem. I'm ADD radio. Mm-hmm. You guys have these quick segments. You're going, well, oh, I assume they're quick. I mean, but I have yeah. an hour to wander. Like, yeah. I, like, I swear, we start at 7.07, mm-hmm. and we break at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And, like, Tommy's like, yeah, that's... Yeah, well, that's insane. insane. You know, yeah.
0: What do people bitch at you about? What do they call in and death threat you about? Um, God, I don't know.
1: You know, I have to tell you that I think because the show is an unintentional satire of sports talk radio and like the hot take culture, Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like a big inside joke. And so, in order to get the joke, you got to kind of be, you know cool and like laid back Mm -hmm. so we don't like i can tell when somebody just flipped on the show like bernie Mickles must be on break and they're like how come you're not talking about the blues last right fuck you go listen somewhere else i don't give a shit you know (laughs) we're not gonna talk about we're gonna talk about what interests us yeah because if i talk i'm like yeah blues won last night two to one great overtime winner i'm just going you know in my mind i'm like doing like you know, whatever. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care. This is bad radio because it's not interesting. Yeah,
0: it's not interesting. So
1: I would rather talk about shit I care about. And that usually isn't sports, but sometimes it is. So <laughs> and
0: that is why we're on the fan.
1: And that's why we're on the fan. That's <laughs> well, the only place that will have me. That's the this, rea- is it. this
0: is it. what the, a great company. This, this
1: is the reality.
0: But again, much like when I got partnered with John Hewlett, I thought, oh, my God, I'm gonna have nothing to talk to this guy about. And it's the same thing. So you went into this – did you dread this? No, I I went into it because I listened to part of Lux's interview, Uh and I I know you're – you know, people know you, and I knew that it was a good thing to do. And I was sitting here going, okay, you know, to prep myself, I was like, I don't have anything. I'm like, I'm going to go into this – just giving you exactly me. But that's I what that's, I want. Yeah. That's what
1: I like. That's Good. what I like. Like, it's like, if I, like I've, I've done a couple of interviews where it's like, I know I got to ask these questions. And I'm kind of like, okay, then I check that off and let's go to the next one. All I right. just like the bullshit. Yes. Now, is you see, I did have notes, but they just weren't written by me. They were written in black by letters by one of my producers. By a man that goes unnamed. who's going to
0: bury me in his sunflower patch <laughs> someday. <laughs>
1: no, I't I've enjoyed the hell out of I really you. have. This I have has too. Been fun. All right,
0: cool. I can talk to you again sometime. Sweet.
1: So there it is. I don't know if that was an interview with me getting interviewed or if it was an interview with Learn, but in sincerity, I couldn't have enjoyed uh, doing the interview anymore, especially considering uh, that we uh, had no idea uh, what to expect from either one and then wound up just sitting here, I think, for like 90 minutes and BSing about all kinds of random things. How about the calls? You know, because Lux was in, Lux from 105.7 The Point was in a couple months ago. And just the stuff that female DJs slash talk show hosts get. I mean, that's just not, I mean, listen, you get trolled on Twitter and whatever, and hate mail. But, you know, the stuff that women get, my God. I mean, it's to another level. But it sounds like it just kind of rolled off her. God bless her. Uh, super talented, super cool. Loved doing that interview. Like I said, it was kind of more podcastish. Than perhaps our others, which are more interviewish, because we just wound up talking about all kinds of random things. But uh, I certainly enjoyed it, and I hope you did as well. We welcome your feedback anytime. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Thank you to our sponsors, the James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Thank you to Gateway Buick GMC at I 270 McDonald Boulevard, online at St. Louis Buick GMC.com for new cars, for pre owned cars. To get your car serviced, it's Gateway Buick GMC. And also, Triad Bank. Inside STL's been doing business with Triad Bank. God, I don't know. It's got to be close to a decade at this point. Uh, a good long while. And uh, they pride themselves on their outstanding customer service at Triad Bank. It's Triad Bank, a great sponsor of The Tim McKernan Show. And, of course, the TheHomeLoanExpert.com, the sponsor of our studios. For videographer Nick Gale, for executive producer John Seymour, for Learn of KG 95 I'm Tim McKernan, and this has been The Tim McKernan Show on the Inside SCL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.